Hello, I just wanted to pop in here quickly before the actual episode starts and let everyone know that it is Really FM Membership Drive Month 2020. It's a weird year, but you know, we have some extra bonus content if you are interested in that. So, Pictorial is part of the Really FM network, which is member supported. And if you want to become a member, you can get some very cool bonus content. There are a couple of members only podcasts, including Fusion, which brings together hosts from different Really FM shows. I've been on it a couple times um, to talk about different fun topics. There is also a podcast now called Backstage, in which our founders, Mike and Steven, talk about the whole process of making your own podcast with a different topic every episode. You also can get beautiful desktop wallpapers of the Really FM show shows artworks. You get a monthly behind the scenes newsletter of different stuff going on in the network. You get a discount of any merch in the store. And most pertinent to right now, because this is membership drive time, tons of shows across the network are doing bonus episodes that will be coming out over the next month or so. Betty and I recorded a very special members-only episode talking about the movie The Da Vinci Code and about the specific art and how they use art interpretation in that movie. And it was so much fun because it's a wild movie. Um, So that's going to be coming out in a couple weeks. In order to hear that and to get all of the other perks, you can go to relay.fm slash membership. Membership is only $5 a month or $50 a year, and it really does help us out a lot. Um, You can go there and you can choose to either support pictorial specifically, which means that $5 go directly into Betty and I's pockets. Thank you. Or if you listen to a bunch of different relay shows and you don't want to just choose one, I understand. You can choose to support the whole network and that's going to get distributed among all the hosts, which is also an awesome option. So once again, that's relay.fm slash membership. Sign up now to get a bunch of goodies, including our special episode about the Da Vinci Code. That's going to be coming out on September 10th and I'm really excited for all of you to hear it. Okay, on to the show. Hello and welcome back to Pictorial on Relay FM. I'm Quinn Rose. I'm someone who did not go to art school, but I love learning about art, talking about it, and going to see it, even when the experience is a little different than usual. Hi, I'm Betty. I'm also someone who didn't go to art school, but I have been uh, working as a gallery guide at an art gallery for the past eight years, although not recently for quite a while, although recently I have um, also visited uh, the gallery again under very different circumstances, and we may talk about that today. So Betty and I both live in areas that have recently reopened museums in some capacity. I'm in Chicago, um, and you're in Toronto, and we both take advantage of this opportunity. So I figured we would talk a little bit about what that experience was like, um, where we went, and how we did this and how we feel about it. And then uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about just some general art museum stuff and how to talk about art and share it with your friends. I did want to kind of before I dive into what it's like to return to visiting art museums, um, I kind of just talk about like how I've been staying engaged in art during this time mm-hmm. of, you know, lockdown and not being able to go anywhere. Um, obviously, you know, Quinn and I like we're doing this podcast, which is a pretty good way to stay engaged. Um, you know, we're researching art 
all the time and you know every two weeks we have an episode so this is good but um if you don't have a podcast <laughs> yourself uh you should start one but if you're not doing that we did obviously we had an episode where we talked about virtual experiences um but one thing i've been actually doing is our gallery guide program at the ago uh recently i kind of this wasn't even anything official the gallery started us gallery guides we just started holding like zoom calls together like just meetings like we usually have meeting sessions physically when we go into the gallery but we decided to just do it even though we're not actually doing anything so then we um every friday our our, like our team every friday during the time we would normally have a shift we would just have a call and talk about art and we would bring something to talk about it can be something in the gallery it can be something like else like just art we like something we've seen in a different city something we've seen traveling back when we used to do that Um, and also like we've talked about like art in our home and I don't actually have much art in our home uh, in my home but I shared you know with them a painting that I did which is really terrible but you know whatever (laughs) so we've kind of been staying engaged that way Um, and it's it's been you know it's been quite nice and I think it'll be an easy transition back into hopefully eventually being back like the way we were before um i haven't restarted the gallery guide shifts those i don't think they're going to restart again until at least fall or winter or maybe not even 2021 so we'll see yeah well that's really cool it's cool that you have like a little book club but for art yeah Yeah. i don't have a group of art-minded friends in the same (laughs) way but i have been doing a little bit myself one big thing for me is looking at outdoor art which is um obviously a lot more safe and accessible in these times especially you know in uh warm weather right now in the summer So I have made a point of walking around and looking at different murals that are in areas that are accessible to me, which has been really cool to see. I've been actually in my neighborhood recently, I've seen people painting new murals um, on storefronts and stuff that like clearly different businesses have contracted artists to make different local murals. And so I love seeing the new pieces going up as well. That's been really fun to spot. And depending on where you are, um, some art museums are even doing exhibits that are intended to be viewed from the outside. I know that specifically the Asian Art Museum in San Francisco um, did this recently, and the artist Chanel Miller did a piece that is viewable from outside the building. So I'm not sure if this is widespread at all right now, but I know it's happening at least there and maybe other places. And that's pretty cool too. So um, if you don't feel safe visiting an art museum under any circumstances, or especially like if you're in an area that is more heavily hit right now and that it's not safe to open any of these places then maybe checking out some outdoor spaces where you can be much more easily socially distanced with lots of airflow that's good too (laughs) exactly here in toronto we have um i don't know if you guys have the same like designation as us we've technically officially entered stage three of reopening um which happened i think um as of this recording maybe it was like a week ago or week or two ago at the beginning of august and toronto was actually the last place in i think all of canada to get into stage three we're obviously the most densely populated place in canada i'm pretty sure and we have the highest amount of cases so it makes sense why you know we didn't open up until 
um, significantly later. Um, so yeah, so you know, hopefully uh, the trend is that things will slowly open up and we'll be able to get back to normal. Um, so yeah, the gallery uh, that uh, I work at, so the Art Gallery of Ontario, has reopened. Uh, um, with limited hours and limited, uh, most of the building is open. One of the floors is closed, but that, I think that's just because there was supposed to be a new exhibition, but you know, obviously the new exhibition has been postponed. So most of the building is open. The hours are only from 10 30 to five from Thursday to Sunday. And, um, obviously limited capacity. There's significantly less people being let in. Um, you have to book your ticket in advance. Um, I think initially there were when they first reopened, uh, which I think was uh, mid July. It w- you had to be a member in order to come. Now a general public can come as well, but you have to book a ticket and a time slot in advance, and then show up uh, not early, not too early, um, not late exactly on time when your ticket uh, says and then you know they'll obviously ask you the typical COVID screening questions and then you'll come in Um, I think you can't come in with a group larger than maybe five people and you have to stay you know the two meter distance from uh, other groups and uh, obviously you need a mask the restaurants in the gallery are all closed there's no food or drink so uh, yeah so it's definitely quite different from you know, uh, how we used to visit uh, the art museum. Um, is this a similar thing you experienced, uh, you experienced as well? Yeah, a lot of the same things, you know, like coat check and restaurants were all closed. You had to book tickets ahead of time. Um, the Art Institute specifically has a 25% capacity cap right now to allow for social distancing, which is interesting. I will say that, like, I basically only ever go places when there are not a lot of people there because I don't like crowds. So for me, it like seemed like a relatively normal level of people, but that's because I only ever go when they're to places <laughs> when there's not a lot of people there. So, I mean, it was social distancing was very possible in the areas um, and masks, of course, were required. We didn't have preset times. You had to book your tickets in advance, but they didn't have a time stamp entry on them, which I didn't love. That felt weird to me. I wish there had been time designations but I guess that they were just holding it at numbers capacity and kind of counting on it to shake itself out I'm not really sure but the one thing that really got me is that they had all these arrows that were supposed to like direct the flow of traffic so people aren't crossing back and forth against each other which makes total sense but they didn't have enough and I am I am very dedicated to following all of the rules to do with COVID. Like, obviously, they are absolutely essential. And I wear my mask everywhere and I follow the best advice of scientists. And so, of course, when I entered this space, I wanted to follow the arrows. But there's lots of different ways you can go. It's not just a simple kind of like in a lot of stores. They have like one-way aisles. Not that anyone follows the directions. A lot of stores have like one-way aisles. You know, it's pretty straightforward. But museum rooms, there's lots of ways to get in and out of those. And there were not enough arrows. So my point is that I would be trying to follow the arrows and suddenly I'd be I'd be facing an arrow that's facing me. And I'm like, how did this happen? They needed <laughs> like three times as many arrows if they wanted that to work. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely noticed a similar thing. There were there were arrows, not I think not everywhere. And I don't know if this was something that they did similarly at the Art Institute, but like in like 
entry places like main lobbies and main atrium spaces where there I guess theoretically could be more traffic they had arrows but then when you get into a room um or like a less trafficked place they won't have any arrows which like you said could and lead you into a situation where you you walk and an arrow is telling you to head back and you're like but I was just there <laughs> so um yeah that's definitely that's a little bit difficult to follow and obviously people were also not following the directions of the arrows even when there were um and the security had to constantly tell people to like turn around um you know which if they told me to do so i i did of course on the note of people following directions though i did see 100 percent of people actually wearing their masks and actually wearing them properly over their mouth and nose but people at the – everyone they saw at the Art Institute actually was wearing their mask properly, which I assume was a combination of hopefully people just following the rules and also the security guards there who all were wearing nice – very nicely matched and branded Art Institute masks <laughs> um, were actually enforcing the mask mandate, which obviously did a long way towards helping me feel safe there. So that was great. I, I definitely also remember seeing um, everybody wearing their masks properly, which was really great. Um, and again, like I didn't, other than the people I was there with, I wasn't close, like I wasn't physically close with anybody anyway. So it was totally fine and I felt very safe. And um, yeah, like I was saying, I don't personally like going to an art gallery when it's crowded or, you know, too many people uh, either. Because like I think I mentioned to you, sometimes I spent 40 minutes looking at one painting. And if there's people around me, they'd be really annoyed that I just refuse to move. But uh, when I'm working at a gallery, sometimes there may be a lot of people. I've worked um, during, usually it's like the last two days of a special exhibition that's really popular. Um, there's like what seems like a million people at the art gallery. It's almost like Christmas shopping where people are like shoulder to shoulder. And wow. I'm like, I would never want to experience a exhibition that way. But some people apparently do um i don't think you know we'll be allowing that allowing that anytime soon the only time where there was like a huge crowd it was funny the gallery closed at five but for some reason at like five after four everybody decided to leave at the exact same time and we went to the entry uh or th th where you exit and there were like 50 people <laughs> in this one little space trying to leave and of course they had to be like okay let, let's spread it out um but i was just like oh wow like i guess everybody decided four o'clock i'm done hmm. that was kind of the experience i had one thing i have heard about from the uh just like you know the working in the gallery side like i've heard from some of the employees who have started working there is that the issue i think with the uh timed tickets like in whatever you show up at 1 p.m or 3 p.m is that there's a lot of no-shows and that might be why the art institute decided not to do that or if they started doing that maybe they realized okay people aren't coming on time so they just stopped i think it's a combination of you know people not being punctual and people who maybe intend on coming and are like yeah okay i want to come and then last minute are like oh i don't know like i'm i'm kind of scared <laughs> so then they don't show up um like obviously with the tickets that you like buy ahead of time like you paid for it that's great um but sometimes the members you know it's it would be a free ticket anyway they can come whenever they want so they're not really losing anything by not showing up um but obviously that is don't but you know I suggest don't do that because you're taking up the slot of someone who would have actually wanted to be there um but then couldn't because like the the I think once they reach 
capacity in terms of the amount of tickets sold for that hour, though it'll say sold out on the website and you can't book anymore for that time slot. So so please don't do that for those of you who are coming. Um, one thing I didn't like, um, like I, I would say mostly it was ju- it was really great to go back. But the thing that I didn't like the most was there was no seating anywhere. Oh. Um, they took away all the chairs. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if you experienced that, but literally every single chair was taken away except for like 10 chairs in the what was the ex- uh, espresso bar. But there's no espresso, but there's still the chairs left in the cafe. But obviously, you know, that was all taken up. So after we were there for like two hours and then we were exhausted and normally when i'm at a gallery i'll be sitting down like every 15 minutes but i couldn't this time there was still seating at the art institute i feel like taking away seating is like an ada issue which again i guess would be called something different in canada but yeah (laughs) uh, but um yeah they still i don't remember if these exactly the same it's been a while since i was at the art institute and i also i forgot to mention this it was free um they made it free for the first like five days or something for illinois residents and i was like don't mind if i do it's usually (laughs) redonkulously expensive which is why i haven't gone here in years but anyway yeah so they they had these big benches and there were signs on them that were like please social distance but they were literally like six feet long so if there was a person sitting on either end they would still be socially distant um and also there just weren't enough people for that to be like a a problem so at one point I did like sit down for a couple minutes and it was really easy like I wasn't yeah I I actually you know what um it is in Ontario it's called the AODA um Mm. I wonder if I can raise that because yeah it was definitely I would say inconvenient um although you know like I don't technically require a seat to, for, to be there for any you know like physical reason but um you know they could do what other places do like just if, if it was like a bench that's not long enough maybe just like tape off like the part that you don't you don't want a second or third person to sit on and if I remember correctly there like we had a lot of large benches as well that yeah that w- wouldn't have been a problem as long as you have like signage uh saying you know don't have like 10 people pile onto this one bench um or like you know stickers like every you know uh six feet like would have been fine but they didn't have that i guess maybe they don't want people to linger in a place for too long but again at the same time they they can't stop me from standing in front of a painting for like 45 minutes (laughs) but i guess then my feet would be really tired and i would naturally leave uh which is what uh we did um eventually (laughs) because we were so tired um but yeah i would say that's only really my one complaint was you know not being able to sit down but um other than that like it was different but i think like you said because i generally don't like visiting when there's too many people anyway um the only real difference was that i was wearing a mask and there was no seat (laughs) yeah it seems like our experiences are pretty similar which makes sense because these seem to be about like the basic guidelines that people are following and for me personally like for example there is some indoor dining available in chicago but that's not something i feel comfortable doing at all because that's sitting inside for an extended period of time around other people which is like right yeah no um (laughs) but with the art museum i was when i thought about it i was like well it's like a much larger space there's lots of there's lots more airflow and people walking around instead of just like being in one place and just kind of breathing in the air of whoever else happens to be in the restaurant with you for however long yeah and the only reason that museums are even able to be open right now is because because in chicago 
it is getting worse now um, because of things like indoor dining. (laughs) But like overall, we're doing a lot better than a lot of other places in the United States. So obviously, like if you are planning on venturing out to an art museum, be very, very careful, follow all directions, and also like do your independent research to make sure that your specific county or town or whatever is in line with the recommendations of the CDC. It isn't just like, like if you live in Florida, I wouldn't go anywhere, you know? (laughs) Yeah, just stay in your house. (laughs) Do your own research as well as like following the more external guidelines. But yeah, if you are able to, and if you do live in a place and where you feel comfortable doing so, it was really fun to go and visit an art museum again and to just get to walk around a bit. And, you know, um, I took a picture of me and my mask next to the Surratt painting that I'll be posting on the Instagram. That was really fun. And I was like, 2020 art museum chic. <laughs> yeah, I took a picture. We, we, we were in front of uh, in the contemporary exhibition. Of course, now I forget the name of the artist, but maybe I'll find out when I post this picture on Instagram. Um, the artwork was a mirror reflection and there was like there's artworks in the mirror and me and my two friends who went, we just we took like, I guess, a mirror selfie um, with all of us in our masks. And, you know, it is definitely uh, a different uh, type of photograph uh, take uh, that being taken in a museum than before the a thing that I did kind of miss or I, and I think I would miss um you know if I, I I'm actually I, I don't I didn't mention to you I'm actually going back again uh this weekend <laughs> this Saturday I'm going again um so like it's I think it's the, it's the similar type of restrictions but like a lot of ancillary things that we would have had at the AGO and probably many other museums um you know isn't there for instance obviously there's no guides so you can't really ask any anybody for uh questions the security guards you know are helpful definitely from time to time but there's no like person who is designated to answer your questions there's no tours there's no like events or performances and i would say over the years those those have been things that i've really enjoyed in art galleries and also those have been things that have been able to attract a wider audience um you know because there's more recreational things to do um you know and art classes and coming in to do like a life drawing and painting sessions in the gallery um those things definitely aren't there um and a thing that i really miss um I kind of recommended everyone to go see the, um, we have an exhibition right now called uh, Illusions, the Art of Magic. It's actually quite uh, interesting. I haven't been to an exhibition quite like this one before. Um, it's like, it's an exhibition about the golden age of magic, kind of, you know, with like the incomparable Albini and Harry Houdini and people like that and it's it has like posters and art and paraphernalia and like costumes and stuff from that period um but the thing i love about it was when it was open before covid there was like magic shows and performances there all the time there's like people walking around doing card tricks and um every night i think on the half hour there was a magic show um where you know you go to the last room in the exhibition you gather around there's like a little stage and then they'll do a magic show um Obviously, that's not going to happen. And obviously, they're not going to get you to pick a card from two meters away. <laughs> like, that's just not going to happen. Um, so it kind of, I mean, it's still a great show to see, but I just kind of, it kind of sucks because I was like, oh, go see the show. It's got some people are doing magic. And then some people I knew went and were like, there was no one doing magic. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah and and i'm like oh yeah i probably should i should have known but i just kind of assumed they would go back to what they had before but yeah 
Yeah, there are going to be some things that do remain different for a long time, even after we are able to regain like small amounts of normalcy at different stages in this process. It is, there's, there's a back and forth that's happening and we take these little safe bits wherever we can. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, so I kind of just wanted to share. So I went with uh, two of my friends from work and uh, they are uh, yeah, definitely friends of mine who are quite interested in art. But like me, you know, they, they don't have an art background. Um, I think actually both of them are engineers, um, but they both are very interested in art. But obviously, unlike me, they haven't been, you know, working as a gallery guide. Um, oh, and I, I sorry, I don't know if I ever mentioned on the show. So my full time job is I work at a hospital planning department so they're from that work not from the AGO work part Betty's been having a really fun time this <laughs> this year as you might be yeah. able to guess from that job description yeah exactly so yeah we've been working at the hospital and actually um AGO decided to do they actually are doing a pass right now for all frontline frontline workers in Ontario. So anyone who's a healthcare worker, a grocery store worker, a, like a emergency services uh, worker get a free annual pass to the AGO. Um, so I, I think I signed up the entire hospital. <laughs> so like I emailed everybody, I'm like, sign up for this right now. Um, I don't think that the I don't think the free ticket will be uh, available by the time this podcast comes out. But I think I've told like the entire province by this point. Um, so um, they all got their tickets. And we one of them kind of said that, yeah, she's been to the art gallery before. But because, you know, she she didn't know doesn't know like anything about the art or the context or the history, it was very difficult for her to figure out like what to do or like I think she said she just walked around with a friend of hers just being very confused the whole time um, they saw some stuff that they thought were interesting but um, she you know wanted help with basically how to walk around in an art museum like uh, in more productive ways I guess and obviously there's no like right or wrong way to view an art museum um, you don't have to know anything about art in my opinion um, it, it's I and I very often go to art museums where I don't know much or anything about the subject matter sometimes I'll know about like the period that the works are painted in or something um but I have been to like uh for me like the things that I'm you know the most clueless about is like ancient art I've gone into like ancient Mesopotamian exhibitions and I'm like a thousand percent clueless <laughs> so but I think I still find ways to enjoy myself so I just wanted to share some uh, strategies and then maybe see if you have any recommendations yourself about that oh man I feel like I don't really it was kind of funny <laughs> so I went to the I went to the art institute with my girlfriend and the way that I consume art museums is just like I just really like thinking about how the art is arranged in a room oh that's cool I don't have enough art history knowledge beyond like a, a few select artists that I've like done deeper dives into and you know that list is ever growing because of this podcast which is really fun <laughs> but I don't tend to have a lot of art theory to sort of examine individual works with but what I really love to do is think about like why were things put in the space the way they were um, there were pieces especially in the contemporary art sections that I was looking at and I was trying to figure out like what is part of this piece and what is sort of the curatorial decision um, in how it's being presented because it's like not just a painting on a wall it's a it's a very 
strangely shaped sculpture and like who decides what angle it goes on the wall at and that kind of thing um and so that's what i was doing and my girlfriend was like okay um (laughs) and they were just amused by me but yeah so that's that is how i really enjoy to consume especially contemporary art um in museums so i would recommend thinking about that kind of thing that's something i like never actually would have thought of to like recommend as something to do and but obviously now you say it I I actually think that's quite interesting it's really fun because there aren't really any right answers it's just you trying to figure out what someone else might have thought about a piece of art and I feel like it's a more and I just feel like it's a fun puzzle because it's not like you can basically never google that kind of thing there's not like a right or wrong answer Um, not that there is a right or wrong answer to any kind of art interpretation but sometimes you can like verify theories with art historians or something but like in this kind of question it really is just you know just thinking about a space there's nothing more to it than that right unless you happen to run into the curator in the gallery and happen to know that they are the curator and are like so you put this here because of this (laughs) and they'll be like no (laughs) or or maybe yes um yeah so um well the one thing that um my friend she she did say that she 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 did her and her friend who went another time did come up with one one thing to do uh when uh, eventually like when they were like okay we need to like do something Something rather than just wander around aimlessly so they decided to when whenever they go into a room they would pick their favorite and least favorite works in the gallery and then would explain why ah. yeah so which is i think is a great idea because you know um you don't have to know anything about anything so you can just go up to this you know whatever like cubist painting you don't even have to know that it's a cubist painting and be like this is you know my favorite because i like the color and the shapes and it's soothing and I wanted to put it I would like to put it on my wall and you can go up to like another one a painting and be like you know this uh, landscape is my least favorite because it's like colorless and boring and you know maybe it's like winter time and you hate winter or something so um so we we so when we first got in we did that we went into the contemporary area and we each picked um i think for this one we just picked our favorite um and then so um my friend who suggested that she picked this um she picked like one like a really colorful pop art uh painting and and she you know obviously she liked it because it was colorful um and then another um our other friend i think picked um an andy warhol um and she just thought it was like you know intriguing like she was she's like i just wonder why there's like a thousand pictures of elizabeth taylor like what's his fascination with her um and then of course i picked um a work by agnes martin um and uh just because i love her (laughs) so um and uh yeah so we we kind of kind of each talked about that and it was a lot of fun and then that kind of just um, opened up a lot of other discussions you know why we're just drawn to certain things and um, then you know we we kind of fed off those discussions uh, into discussing some of the other works in in the um, in the gallery and then eventually we did come across things that we um, didn't like and then obviously we saw a entire white on white painting and one of my friends was just like this is ridiculous. And that's why I don't like it, (laughs) Uh, which is, you know, totally fair. And so we talked about that. Um, But then we ended up finding like 
fascinating things to talk about the white on white painting. Um, yeah, like it definitely opens up a lot of discussion. And I so I think like if you don't know anything, that's a really interesting game to play. What I introduced them to, which is a thing that I do a lot with gallery visitors, is um, I use a strategy that's actually um, a strategy that's used in a lot of art museums called visual thinking strategies. Basically, like you go up to a painting and um, you like ask yourself a series of questions. Like you just um, the questions could be, "What's going on in this picture?" So like literally what you see um you know the colors lines, shapes or you can say like I see a man or a woman or a landscape um and then you can ask questions or you can say things like what does it remind you of like you can think about other art or movies or uh books or music um and then you can uh even try to you know make up a story if you if you if it's a type of painting that you know uh or artwork that lends itself to that and then you um kind of ask you know what what why does it remind you of those things or what makes you think that this is what's happening um and then you know you kind of just say like what else what else can you find like what do you find interesting what do you find fascinating um yeah so again like these questions doesn't require you to know anything about the work and there's obviously no right or wrong answers um and then i i've done these tours where we just we just do this and i don't actually tell them anything about the, the artworks maybe at the very end if someone's like really curious about like an actual fact or historic background about something we saw i'll obviously share it um but yeah i've done this and sometimes you end up talking about an artwork for like an hour and you have no idea like who who painted it like what it was about or what the subject matter is and um like why it was painted or made so um yeah like I I think I can I can send you a link of some tips on and we can put in the show notes of um how to use visual thinking strategies but it's it's a really good tool uh, and and it helps me a lot because sometimes a visitor will come up and be like tell me about this painting and I'll be like ah I don't know anything, so I'm just going to start asking questions. <laughs> Those are really cool strategies and, like, ways to think about art. And, like, like I just said, I don't really have a lot of things to fall back on in ways that I engage with art in art museums just besides sort of, like, feeling it out, reading what I can, you know, thinking about the space. And so these are very cool. And I am going to try out some of these as well the next time that I go to an art museum. Yeah. Great. Well, I think that is a wonderful place to wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Pictorial. I hope that you are all out there accessing art in whatever way makes the most sense to you right now. Um, if you can't go to an art museum right now, try out some of these strategies on some art online. That could be really fun too. In the meantime, um, you can find our show notes at relay.fm slash pictorial. And you can also find us on Twitter or Instagram at pictorialpod. If you want to, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at aspiringrobotfm. And you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at ArticulationsV. I'm also on YouTube as Articulations. And speaking of YouTube, uh, we also upload some. Uh, we also upload these podcast episodes to YouTube. Uh, you can find us at Pictorial Podcast on YouTube. Thanks for listening, art enthusiasts.